Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable, created by Remarkable Ace Speakers Bureau. And I'm Sue Falcone, your host today and founder and CEO of Remarkable Ace Speakers Bureau. Now, why did we create this show? Well, we created this for you. We wanted you to be able to meet all the talent that we represent here at Remarkable and know personally and let you get to know them personally as well. And also, you're going to see how remarkable they are and how they can help you be remarkable too. Now, welcome to all of our visitors this morning. The chat line is open and active, so send us your questions, your comments. Let us know you're there. We do multi-stream, so we're on a lot of channels right now. So sometimes it doesn't always come through, but we know you're there because afterwards we can see it. But give us a shout out. We'd love to see that. Now, are you glad to be here today? I certainly am because our guest today has been recognized as one of the top most in-demand speakers since 2015. He's a TEDx speaker with over 30,000 views. Uh, he's a best-selling author of Fearless Success, and he's got a really great plan on the back. He's a corporate trainer, former lead solo pilot for the elite Blue Angels. He's a Stanford fellow. He's a mindset master, podcast host. He is the remarkable John Gucci Foley. Welcome, Gucci. And where are you coming to us from today, John? Hello, Sue. First off, very glad to be here with you and your audience. I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho. That's where my home is. Wow. You had to get up early just like our, our uh, director did. So, Oh, absolutely. But I love that because any chance we get to give and share with others and uh, share that information where it helps someone else's life, that's what wakes me up in the morning. I mean, it's, it's easy. Me too. We've been up for hours. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's it. That's how we roll. Now, John, this 30 minutes goes by so fast. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like, can I want to get everything in? So let's just jump right in. Okay. Sure. All right. Now, John, where did you grow up and who was the greatest influence in your life? Yeah, well, it's super easy. I, I was actually, I grew up in, I was born in Würzburg, Germany. My dad was an army officer and he was an engineer. And I mean, I loved my dad. So for influence, I mean, I wanted to grow up just like him. So I'm thinking, hey, that's what I'll be. I'll be an army officer and an engineer. And by the way, my mom was this example of love and compassion. Dad was integrity and character. Don't need definitions anymore because I just think of them. Uh, but we were in the military. So as you know, you move around a lot. I lived in 27 different locations by the time I was 44 years old. Uh, I went to the Naval Academy, uh, actually flew jets off aircraft carriers. So, that, you know, went around the world many times on aircraft carriers uh, and then was fortunate enough to uh, be a blue angel. Wow. What a, what a life. I mean, really, this is how it starts. Parents well, are you know what I think, Sue, what's interesting about that is that when you get to live in so many different places, whether it's Greensboro, Idaho, or whether it's, uh, you know, a lot on the East Coast and West Coast of the U.S., um, globally, internationally, right, you start to see mm -hmm. 
actually all of us, we're all more similar than we are dissimilar human beings. And I like connecting. I mean, I can go anywhere in the world and connect with the audience. And, and I think that's the first step. They got to feel you. They got to understand that you're authentic and you, you have something you want to give. Exactly. And that's what we at Remarkable are known for. We want to send out the best. And that's, that's exactly. Now, John, how did you get interested in flying? And did well, you intend that to be a career or was it just a passing thing? And you said you already wanted to be an officer in the army, just like your, yeah. your dad was. So how did that connect? Well, I remember the day specifically, we were in Newport, Rhode Island. My dad was at the Naval War College. I was 11 year old boy, um, about to turn 12. And my dad says, hey, let's go to an air show this weekend. I'm like, yeah, air show, fine. So I go and I'll never forget the day, Sue. I mean, it was visceral, man. Anyone who's been to an air show, you know, any of you who are watching this realize that it is visceral. I mean, you feel it, you just don't see it. And I remember that day standing there, looking up in the sky, seeing these six magnificent blue jets flying. You could smell the smoke oil in the air. You could feel the energy in the crowd. It's like a, a major sporting event. And I turned to my dad and I said, dad, I'm going to do that. 12 year old kid. Sue. I had no idea how to get there. Now, like anything in life, um, there's a lot of obstacles, right? But the seed that day was planted in my heart, not just my head. And I think that's critical. You got to have something that connects you back to your mission, your purpose, something that that makes you want to do what it's going to take to overcome and be resilient. And uh, I got rejected. I applied for the Air Force Academy like your husband. Uh, I, but, you know, he got he actually got to serve. I got rejected three times for the Air Force, eventually flew for the Navy, worked my way up and eventually had the rare privilege to fly with the Blue Angels. And then that was just one career. You know, then I reinvented myself and went to Stanford Business School, got three master's degrees, have now worked with over 2,000 organizations on trying to bring this glad to be here mindset and operational excellence throughout the whole world. Woo. All right. <laughs> We're excited here, you know. Well, let me tell you this. Um, I also know that when you went to the Naval Academy, not only were you interested in the flying end and getting all those things, you were a walk-on football player. Is that true? That's true. Actually, you know, I started at Colorado. I had one year at Boulder. And you know, right now, those of you who follow football, you know, Boulder's got Deion Sanders. There you go. And we're recreating yeah. that, that culture. But anyhow, um, yeah, I went then four years to the academy played football. And, you know, I'm a little, I'm not big, you know, 5'9", 175 pounds. But um, I had this passion. I said, you know, I can play in the big leagues. And uh, and it worked out. I'll never forget what I told the coach when I walked on. I said, just give me give me the pads. Because I know I don't look like I'm, I'm some big football player, but just give me the pads and you'll find out. And sure enough, uh, played all four years, lettered the last two, played Ohio State in the Liberty Bowl. Um, just fun times. Really, really learned a lot from that. All right. It's possible. It's possible that you can do the things that you never thought you could. And uh, so that's it. Now, you are a mindset master. <laughs> and that is your title. He is the master of this. And you started. Glad to be here. Yeah. Now, tell us how that concept came about and what you do with it today. Because we're we're all about it. We are certainly glad to be here. Yeah. And we want to keep being that. 
Well, let me ask you a question back. What is when I say glad to be here to you, what does that mean to you right now? I'm grateful and thankful for the life I have. There you go. So that's the essence of where it started and what it's about. What? I, but here's the day that I actually remember it most uniquely. Well, my mom always told me about gratitude. She was this beacon of light, but I didn't really put it all together until I was on the Blue Angels. And when you get selected for the Blues, uh, in the process of, of selection, and when you think about companies, how do you select and retain key talent, right? How do you onboard? How do you get the best out of your people? How do the best get better is really what I like to talk about. Because when you're already doing well, how do you take it to that next level? But I'm sitting in the debriefing room. The Blues will let you sit in the briefing room, which is you know, what we do before we go flying, and observe as an applicant. But no one's allowed in the debriefing room. And I remember until you're selected, until you're part of the team. And I remember the first time I'm sitting there and you're just in awe, right? You, you know, this is my dream as a little boy. Um, now I'm there. And all of a sudden, the, the boss starts off with his or her comments about, I'm glad we went flying today, but and then he ends with glad to be here. And then the next person goes, and you always self-assess your own mistakes first. You lay it on the table. It's what I call the five dynamics. Um, and and it starts going around the table and everybody's ending with this glad to be here. And it finally gets to me. And I only had one thing to say, just glad to be here. Now, in that moment, it was, yeah, I was grateful to be part of something special, to be part of a team, be, to, to, to be able to share my skills in a way that benefits others. By the way, Blue Angels are, are ambassadors of goodwill. I'm not sure if most people know that. Um, but that's that's what it meant when I was on the team. And I, what I do is I take people behind the scenes. Uh, we have lots of video. And one of the videos I like to show of this elite performance on the Blues is the debrief. And you get to see how eye-opening that is. But since that day, I've done so much studies um, about the power of gratitude in the workplace, the power of positive thinking, the power of gratefulness and appreciation. And when you add that in to the excellence, what I call a cadence of execution, and you need both, okay? Companies know this. People know this. It's not enough just to be airy-fairy. But when you add the EQ, the emotional intelligence, in with a cadence of execution, now you get something very special and you get breakthrough performance. Wow. Wow, that's a lot that people don't, I think, realize how powerful it can be. Yes. And I just really don't see that. And as a Blue Angel... They gave you the creation of it yeah. and they let you use it. And now also with the glad to be here, tell us about your foundation that you've oh, established. I think you asked that about that, Sue. You know, I've been speaking now for over two decades and uh, I, I did a career in the military when I got out. And by the way, I loved every moment of it, flying jets off aircraft carriers, being in the Blue Angels, leadership roles. But I wanted to reinvent myself. And, uh, and I went to Stanford, got three master's degrees, and I was in Silicon Valley right around 2000, 2001, working at a, a private equity VC firm. And I realized something because the bubble burst that, that, that time frame, you know, the old internet bubble burst. And I, I, my thought that day was, how come? Now, my how come question was not how come the bubble burst. It's how come some people outperform others and some don't. Some teams consistently outperform some companies. And so I, that all of a sudden became my passion. I said, I got to get out in the real world and experience that. So, you know, for the last two decades, 
I've been doing that, working with the best companies in the world, the best CEOs, um, also working with, you know, sports teams, uh, people like Nick Saban in Alabama and Roger Penske in racing. I mean, I get to work with the best and you see a line and, and I start to, um, to, to, to learn from them. And so, I, so it gets back to this, this mantra I have, learn, grow, give. What can we learn today? How can I grow? So how can we apply what we learn? And then it start. Then I realized it starts with giving, and that's where the foundation came from. Sue, uh, my wife and I, about 15 years ago, said, "Hey, we want to start giving back." Well, we we weren't making a lot of money at that time, and and I said, "How can I start?" And and I start said, "Well, let's just give future revenue." So we give 10 percent of all our fees to uh, a charity, and then what I noticed. Sue, is there's so many great companies out there that care. There's so many people where they have foundations or charities that they care about, nonprofits. And so since we started that, we have now been able to donate to over 4,000 organizations. Okay. We've been able to, we sponsor 57 kids in 57 countries. Uh, we're able to really, I think, be a beacon of light, which is just to show the power of giving. And uh, I love working with companies because every single one of them cares. And it's it's a beautiful thing. So it's it's really become the uh, foundation of the excellence uh, with giving. Wow. Yes. And we advertise that. Yes. When you book John Gucci Foley, 10% of his speaking fee goes to the foundation. And that's and that's a... a and remember, Sue, that, that that whoever we're working with, they get to pick where some of that goes. And I've had so many great experiences on stage because, you know, most companies usually have some kind of, of caring or give back. Sometimes you're building bikes or you're building homes. There's lots of different things. Right. And um, we just tie into that, you know, and, and we, we give it's about awareness, about um, just how powerful it is to give. But not just money. Give your knowledge, give your wisdom, give your caring. Right. And we do the same here at Remarkable with Speakers Bureau because I'm I'm blessed in life and I feel like, you know, that is what we have to do is give back. So part of our profit that we make goes to fund a local women's resource center and a national charity that we fund every year. So, yeah, we're givers. We want to give back. And that's what makes life um glad to be here <laughs> that that's part of that that's that's part of that so i love that whole that whole theme there that we can um you know learn from and that's what i think our generation of today are looking for i agree they, they are they are in that that mindset and that frame that they can pick up on this pretty easily so that's you're in the right spot the right time and that's well, great that's great you know, I learned it, Sue, on the Blue Angels because, but we, I mean, now we just continue to grow it was, I don't know if most people um, know, but, you know, I, I like to give a presentation about this elite team and we go first person account behind the scenes and we get to look at not just how close we fly and, and why that's powerful, but what are the tools and techniques we use in that dynamic environment that that can connect back. And it starts with belief levels. You mentioned it earlier, this ability to believe in your heart what you want to achieve, a vision, making a vision a reality, 
right? Uh, liberating beliefs, not like, like not just limiting beliefs, those fear-based ones, but but transitioning them. But the key is you got to have a cadence of execution. So I show the brief debrief, get prepared, know your focus point, um, debrief, which is the absolute key. But then you got to build trust and teamwork, right? So I show all of those uh, through a visceral experience and storytelling, right? But the giving is the key part. The glad to be here is the accelerator. And I've only learned this, Sue, really in the last 15 years of my life, just how powerful that is. And now science is catching up. You know, the neuroscience tells us that if, if you're a company and you 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 care about your people and if you if you are giving. All right. And I don't just mean, mean money. I mean, this idea of gratitude. Right. That 95 um, percent of the people that work for you will think you'll be a more successful leader. Seventy percent of them will feel better about themselves, not because of, of what they're doing. It's because you are grateful the way you show up. Um, it's amazing what this does when you combine um, the excellence with the gratitude. It's amazing. I love it. I love it because that's the excitement of life. That's yes. How we see it working and that's why people want to have you back again and again, because we need yeah. to keep that going. We need to keep that, that motivation, that, that excitement with knowledge and learning to be able to do that, to grow now, John, your call sign yeah. as a blue angel is Gucci. And I call you Gucci yeah. all the time. And I love his team. I love working with his team because Good. everyone has a call name. All right. <laughs> because pilots, you know, have the call name. And yes, yes he was. John uh, Gucci was in the original Top Gun movie. Okay. Yes, right. he flew that. Okay. I, I, I relive. I go back and look at that. Uh, beginning of the tape of um, of Top Gun, and I can I, and I know it's you, and it's it's amazing, you know what you can and do in the Blue Angels. But now, how did you get your call name? How's that done? How'd you yeah. get good? Well, first off, you don't get to pick them. And if you like them, it doesn't stick. So they're not always cool. Okay. Uh, now, no fighter pilot, Sue, wants Gucci. Okay. You want like in the movie, Maverick, Hitman, Iceman, you know, something, something cool like that. But do something stupid, your teammates will remind you. So one day, Sue, we're in Fallon, Nevada. That's where Top Gun is now. And we're practicing and doing some stuff. And we decide we're going to go out in the town. Now, everybody else is down in the lobby in their jeans and T-shirts. I show up with a button down shirt, but I'm wearing a thin black leather tie. Okay. That wasn't cool. Even in the eighties. Right. And my teammates look at me, they go, what is that? That's Gucci. And I flinch. And I was like, no, now it didn't help. I was living on a sailboat and driving out for a mail at the time too. So it, it's really about your personality. How do you come across? And uh, um, yeah, I didn't like it then, but you know, I guess it's, it's okay. Now I've, I've grown into it. And by the way, Sue, you can see this helmet. Blue yes. Angel helmet, okay, gold visor, allows you to look directly in the light and not blink, which is, I think is a good leadership metaphor. The crest, this is a logo. Interesting about this crest, you're not allowed to wear it when you're selected. You, you have to earn the trust and respect of your teammates. A third of my team are new every year. And then right there is the Gucci. You get your uh, call sign on the helmet. Oh, Pretty wow. Cool. 
Oh, yeah. wow. Did they let you wear that in Top Gun or did you have to wear something? No, 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 no. So Top Gun, when the initial Top Gun, I was actually on a fleet squadron. We were flying off the carrier Enterprise. We were just doing real world stuff. And they came up and they said, hey, Hollywood's coming on. They're going to make this movie called Top Gun. And we're like, yeah, OK, fine. We do that every single day. And they just had us doing the, the normal flying. So the, the, the way you could tell you did, and you weren't wearing Blue Angel helmets because see Top Gun is not Blue Angels. The Blue Angels are the next level. We usually get our, our, our pilots from Top Gun instructor ranks. Right. But the idea here is um, on the movie. I'll give you a secret hint. If the visor's down, it's a real pilot. OK, this is the first movie. If the visor's up, it's an actor. OK, so that's how you can kind of tell. Now, if you notice, we've done Top Gun Maverick. You know, that came out last year. And uh, I like to show it in, in some of my talks. I, I get I bring the behind the scene footage on that stuff. How did we make it so that you take something which is incredibly exciting, but it's 30,000 feet in the air? How do you bring it down to the ground where people can be absorbed into it and understand it? So we had six IMAG cameras in the back seat. The actors actually got to go through some training so they knew what those G forces felt like. Um, so I think it really was one of the best aerial um, demonstrations of, of what it's like. Now, here's the inside scoop. I can't tell you the date yet, but um, we've got a movie on the Blue Angels coming out next year. It's even going to be better than Top Gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you heard it here first. Okay, guys. All right. <laughs> we'll make, now, you know, this is rebroadcast all over the world and it goes with the podcast next Wednesday. So everybody's going to know it. So you do. Hey, we're good. We did that. Now, audience share. Date to follow. Just keep keep up on your social media uh, the, or, or us. The date will come. Yay. Oh, I'm excited. Now, audience have shared that you give them an experience of a lifetime. Oh, nice. Now, Gucci, how do you do that? Well, there you go. Thanks, Sue. You know, I've done this now, like I said, over 2,000 times. And what I've realized is it's not just what happens on stage. You got to make that visceral, but it's the experience that comes with it. So what we like to do, number one, is we get very intimately aware of what is the, the organization's goals? What are they trying to achieve? Who's the audience? You got to really understand that audience. So we have multiple touch points with you, with the client performing, but then I have a briefing call. And then the most important part is what happens on site. So I want to be there for people. So um, we have these abilities, you know, like you're wearing the glad to be here shirt. I got the glad to be here mindset shirt. We got coffee mugs. I mean, it's so cool to show up at an event and all the event staff is wearing glad to be here t-shirts, you know. Um, we give though an incredible experience because like I said, I use a lot of video. So it's welcome John in the cockpit and Bam, we hit them hard. Video, music, it's energy. Um, I keep people engaged. You know, it's really interactive. And we take them through a journey line, though, a story of high performance. Um, they, but we connect it back to them. And this is the key, Sue, and you know this, is it's one thing to have a great story. It's way more important that that story is relatable and authentic to someone else. So that's what I spend all my time on. How do you connect the dots back to them? And that's with trust in an organization, within teamwork, where people break down silos, they come together. Um, I know there's three things that have to always happen in a high performance team and in any event. You got to connect, align, and commit. 
So we got to connect to the audience. We got to align with all the event planners and the decision makers. And then we got to commit to having an experience of a lifetime. Part of that is sticking around afterwards. I love taking pictures with this helmet. You'll see, you know, hunt people come up. They want to get a picture. Uh, we've got our book if people want the book. But we engage with the audience and we always give them a takeaway. So people can walk away with a, a very quick, powerful action step on how to apply this, because that's the key, Sue. We're going to blow them away at the event, but I wanted to make sure that it goes beyond that. And this glad to be here, we give stickers out, and uh, this is what you'll see. Uh, we give uh, stick two stickers to every single person, and uh, I say one of them, after they see the power of what glad to be here means. I say, put one on, on your phone or somewhere to remind you the why, why you do what you do. And then give the second sticker to someone who's not in this audience and sue. People give it to their families. They give it to their customers. I mean, it, it just changes the world when you start telling people how grateful uh, and how thankful you are. That's so true because guess what? It's on my you got it. And we're hey, and people ask me all the time. They say, "What's this?" Yeah. Look, that's an opener for for our booking agency. Okay, hey, and we want to make sure everybody knows. Yes, this man is in high demand. So if you're thinking out there when you see this, oh wow, this could be something for our organization. It could be whatever. Make sure you remember call us, and we can set that up for you. We're we're in that. Now, looking back, John, mm -hmm. what is it that makes you smile about where you are today? Well, the first thing I do is I think back to all the people that helped me. You know, we, we have a saying, you're standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Whether that was my family, I came from a great family, um, and I felt like uh, it was it was precious. I'm joining the military, spending 20 plus years uh, traveling the world, being part of something larger than yourself, uh, going to Stanford Business School and, and seeing a whole new world out there, working in the business world. And then most importantly, working with our clients. See, I learned from them. And then together we grow together. And, uh, you know, that's what's most precious is first off, thank you for being, uh, being on your show, being able to make an impact in people's lives. And, and that's it. When you can bring a smile and you know it afterwards when someone, it's usually the people who come up and they stand back and then they come up to you and they may even have a tear in their eye and they go, you know, thank you. Um, you know, that changed my life today. And, and that's meaningful because we're in the business of, uh, of inspiring others, which is breathing life into someone else. That is so powerful. That's so powerful. And in closing, can you believe 30 minutes just goes by so fast? Yeah. But in closing, what are you going to do today nice. to be remarkable? You know, I do it every day. So it won't just be today. Um, I When I get out of bed, uh, first thing I do is I have my left foot hit the floor first. That tells and I remind myself because it's awkward that today's not normal. Today's magical. Then you came up in my mind and said, you know, I get the rare privilege to share this information with people around the world. And I do what I call my glad to be here wake up, which is very simple. Three things I'm grateful for in the present moment. Then I go back 24 hours and I think about yesterday. I say, what happened yesterday? Three things. And then I go forward in my day and think about what's happening today. Uh, neuroscience has proved you do that, you'll, you'll be happier in your life. It's cool. That is so cool. And 
just taking the time to do that is so worth it. We just thank you so much for being with us today. This has been a pleasure. And I'm so excited because Sugar, who is his uh, manager and, and uh, assistant there, um, gave me a call name too. So I feel like I'm part of this team. What did he give you? Well, you know, my name is Falcone. Yep. Now that's that's a hard name for anyone to always get. And yep. so I'm usually called Falcon, you know, and even in the military, yes. most of people called my husband Falcon. So guess what? We are Falcon and we love high and that, you know, we're going to be a team that works that. So anyway, it's just been fun. I mean, it's so fun. So if you think about this team, you may want to get call names for your organizations. Who Great knows? idea. I mean, you know, it really is. I mean, it, it it just is. And that was that was exciting. Now, to our audience here that's with us and listening, what are you going to do today? Our challenge to you is, what are you going to do today to be remarkable? Have you heard something today that could give you that spark that you needed? Because we never know where people are at or what they're doing. And that you can do it. We'd love for you to share it here at the chat line. Or send us a comment because we know lots of people send us comments all the time. So let us know of that. We really want to know that. And that, uh, again, everyone, uh, we hope you will come back next Friday, which is November the 3rd. Can you believe it's November already? I mean, I'm not sure where October went, but it did. And so we're ready for a new month. And our featured guest will be the award-winning world's leading business strategist, keynote speaker. He's Fortune's master innovation expert. He's a best-selling futurist and trends author. It's the remarkable Scott Steinberg. Now, he has two bestsellers out right now, Fun at Work and Fast Forward. And he just received a special award. He was presented the prestigious 21st Century Icon Award in London as sponsored by members of the House of Lords. Now, that was a big honor for him. So you want to make sure that you come back next week. We'll have a great conversation next week with Scott. And again, thank you, Gucci, for being here. And we invite all of you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're working to get that up and really getting it uh, seen and heard all over. You So you won't miss an episode of our show there. You'll know that. And also you'll get to see the previous episodes just in case you missed getting anything that John said today and you want to go back and review it. And also all of our um, talent that we do represent, their videos are there so you can see them as well and see them in person so you can see what you're getting there. And we hope you have a remarkable and safe Halloween weekend because lots of kids will be out there and we will see you again next Friday. Thanks, John. Glad to be here, Sue.